0: So, Ms. Vanette, I'd like for you to stand here, please, sweetheart. And Gary, if you would stand here. I don't need those. (laughs) Yeah, y'all might. So now, you all have to understand sacrifices that have been made for you all to be here today. And the prayers that I happen to know that come up from this couple for you each and every day. So today we're going to allow them to do something that they dreamed of. And we're going to renew their vows today with their church family and their friends. Are you okay with this? Awesome. Here we go. All right. We're gathered together here in the sight of God and in the presence of this company to rejoice with Gary and Vinette on the occasion of their twentieth wedding anniversary. And to join them with, uh, in the renewal of their marriage vows. They stand before us as an example of the blessedness of matrimony. Which St. Paul commended as honorable among all men. And therefore not by any to be entered into unadvisedly. Lightly or irre- irreverently. Discreetly, advisedly and in the fear of God. In this holy estate... These two have lived for 20 years. In a union which has ripened into a love and loyalty, a devotion which has been an inspiration to all who have known them. Now in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has led them through many experiences of both joy and difficulty, give them again in each other to their hearts their hands, and all they have and are. Gary, I would like for you to take your bride's hand. Gary, 20 years ago, you pledged your loyalty to Vanette as your wedded wife to live together after God's ordinance and in the holiest state of matrimony. You promised to love her, comfort her, honor her, keep her, in sickness and in health. You also promised to forsake all others. You would keep yourself only to her so as long as you both shall live. During these 20 years, you have been faithful to that pledge. Now again, at the beginning of the 21st year of your life together, in the presence of God, in the presence of your church family, and in the presence of friends who have gathered for this service this morning, will you renew these vows, pledging yourself to continue your devotion to her as long as you both shall live? I will. Vanette, 20 years ago, you pledged your loyalty to Gary as your wedded husband to live together after God's ordinance in the holy state of matrimony. You promised to obey him, And serve Him, love Him, honor and keep Him in sickness and in health. You also promised that forsaking all others, you would keep yourself only unto Him for as long as you both shall live. During these 20 years, you have both been faithful to your pledge. Now, at the beginning of your 21st year of life, together, in the presence of God, in the presence of your church family, and in the presence of friends who have gathered here this morning, Will you renew these vows, pledging yourself to continue your devotion to him as long as you both shall live? Y'all, for as much as Gary and Vinette have consented together in the renewal of their marriage vows, and have witnessed the same before God and this company, and therefore have pledged their faith to each other And by joining their hands, I now pray God's continued blessing and richest benediction upon them during the rest of their days as husband and wife together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may kiss your lovely bride. So, what? I think we got her. You, I think we got her. So, what I, you don't know, I got you. Sit. Uh-oh. There's another chair right here, Ms. Vinette. Sit. You all now are part of my sermon. <laughs> no, no, I don't need no headache. I need what I need. <clears throat> and I know this has caught you off guard. Me and Gary had this plan. she's fibbing and you better back off because the electric does come through the ceiling I'm just saying you know I want you all to hear this God on the way here I was praying about how to how to do what I just wanted to do and felt necessary to do and tie it into what God wanted said today too and So I decided what I'm going to do is I'm interviewing a couple who have been together for 20 years in the most perfect of all circumstances. Because nothing in life has ever came against either of them in this marriage. It's been perfect since the day at inception. So I figured... Let's find out how this rolled. <laughs> how exactly did this play out? <clears throat> and where did you find her? <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm going to ask them some questions. And I hopefully they'll be, they will be able to answer correctly. <laughs> In case they're right. Just saying. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's like the dating game. Right, so yeah, we're not going to play that because I, I want you to go home not fighting. So <laughs> Gary, I want to ask you first, uh, what's been the most challenging time during your relationship with Vinette? And you can start thinking. It started in 2001. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, continues to this day. <laughs> you mean she's just a challenge? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> 100% Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Let's go to type A. What was your most challenging uh, during time during this your relationship with Gary? To get him to listen. Winning. I no, I no, I'm I'm holding those to the end. Okay. All the all the amen's and hallelujahs to the end. <laughs> so let me ask you Vinette other than having him listen have you faced any other challenges together you've had no challenges (laughs) (laughs) no so (laughs) I'm just saying lightning spreads I heard (laughs) no no don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do know that about electricity. So, let me ask you a question, Gary. What have you learned about Vanette during this 20 year relationship? okay oh, gee, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, uh, I've learned that you uh, have to listen to her, <laughs> I've learned that only she knows. i've learned that when the trail gets really bumpy she prays through the intercom system (laughs) Uh, yeah that's about it and have you learned anything about gary a little A a lot a lot um have you ran into anything that surprised you after you were married that you were like right. Um, well, the issue. How I don't under, How long were you dating? Almost three years. Four years. Three years. Just five, five years. It went by so fast. I just didn't. Know. That's what it is. Yeah, she's not. She's not saying amen to that one. Um it was so memorable. Yes, I'm sure it wasn't. Um, <laughs> the thing of it is, is in four years, you would think that you knew everything about somebody. You knew his personality, how he's going to handle stressful situations. You knew what his triggers were, what his buttons were, and how to ease all of those things before you said "I do." Don't right? Is it working? Wait wait a minute, Gary. I mean, you knew. (laughs) (laughs) You knew. Right, my my my. I guess what I'm trying to understand is, after a four year dating relationship, that, what could change just because you said I do? Continue. To what? Learn. What changed? Yes. Well, I don't need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not a <in> church. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was? The I don't remember. We're going on to the next question. The next question is, how, going through these trials and learning about each other, how, how has your, your relationship strengthened by understanding how to get through these things? You want to take that massage? <laughs> uh, I would say that over the years we've learned to forgive each other a lot quicker. And you've dealt with conflict. How have you resolved that conflict? Um, we have a a nice set of boxing gloves in the garage. Vinette's <laughs> <laughs> going. Stop. He's never serious. <laughs> that's about the most serious I'm going to be. No. <laughs> no, we just we just hit every day and every challenge that we and we hit it head on, straight on. So. When you told her 20 years ago at the altar, "I love you," well, I never said that. There, you didn't. No. What's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I would have cried too. I figured like, I'm just getting buried, married. Yeah. I. uh <laughs> My question is, is after you said that you loved her the first time, you didn't tell her again for 20 years, you don't, we, we say I love you every day. Really? Yep. You remind each other. You have a constant reassuring. Why do you feel that's important? might be mad at what he said or maybe what he did but it doesn't change how I love him Mm -hmm. so I always want to let him know even when I'm mad at him or even if I'm not I love him you mean to tell me that everything doesn't have to go exactly the way you want it to be Mm -hmm. exactly how you had it planned out in your head He was not the shining knight uh, riding in on the white horse to sweep you away to a fantastic evermore and you can still say you love him. Have you, well, brother, you better believe her. Have you ever in the heat of a moment Either of you said something that you regretted after it came out your mouth. Absolutely. And do those things leave scars for a little while? Yeah. They hold. You hold those. Continue to. You yeah. To this day, I uh, I can tell you, in my relationship of a long time. She, uh, she's heard things come out of my mouth in anger that are not becoming of a husband. Because even as you try to serve God and you try to love and you try to do things, sometimes the stuff that are put into our heads through every avenue, TV, radio, all these things, it boils up every once in a while. Forgiveness is tough. But I'm sure that even those hurtful words and things that were said have been forgiven. Am I correct? But we can both actually all sit right here today and say, not forgotten. Right? right. You know, one of the things that I uh, have came to an understanding with my lovely wife is that we will never bring something up from the past to deal with today because that hurtful stuff was not where we're at today. <laughs> you better pray she here. Unders- <laughs> Anna, could you do me a favor? Could you put up Colossians 4, 6? Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone, everyone. These two have had a relationship. They had said it hasn't been perfect. You all know them. You you see the love. You can't know Gary and Vanette and not know that they're in love. How, I'm not sure. Which side are you talking about? I'm not even going to pick a side. I'm right here. I'm really not sure how. But I'm just saying, y'all... God wants a relationship with you. You see, Gary and Vanette submitted their lives to each other. I've told you before, when Gary submitted himself to Vanette, it was now Vanette's responsibility to care for him in sickness and in health, to love and honor, to serve him, all those things. But when Vanette submitted herself to Gary, it's now his responsibility to care for her, to protect her, to provide for her, to nurture her, to support her. Do you understand these things? Because when you submit yourself to somebody, you become their responsibility. What Jesus has asked us to do in our relationship with Him, is to, one, have communication. Without communication, 20 years would never come to fruition. It's impossible to have a loving relationship if you don't speak and communicate correctly. That's why I said, let your conversation always be full of grace. Because, she may not know what he had going on that day. And he may not know what she had going on that day. So the temperament that's coming may not even be directed at him. Anybody in here ever identified with that one? I can tell you there are times when my wife goes, what is up? She, she calls it out. What's bothering you? And no, it's not this. And then I have to deal with me. I just wish she'd shut up and let me just That's not the way it's supposed to work. You see, communication is two ways. You see, one of the things that I heard her say is you don't listen. And one of the things you said is you need to learn to listen. Do I say that? That's what you should have said. <laughs> So what I'm saying is, though, is here's the thing. Is, is one who wants you to listen and the other one who wants to know how to listen but doesn't quite listen as well because, you know, most of us men think that we already know everything. What? <laughs> the thing of it is, <laughs> just saying, the thing of it is, is here's the thing. God wants to talk to you, too. But you know what? Sometimes we have to take time. And you know what? I found with my hearing issues, sometimes I need to look somebody in the face and look them in their eyes where I can see what's coming out their mouth because this helps me. Right? All right? I'm going to tell you a secret. Sometimes we need to get on our hands and our knees at the altar down here and see God's face to where we can hear what he's trying to tell us. You see, the relationship we have with each other, the relationship you have with your spouse is not a whole lot different than the relationship you're supposed to have with God. You have to speak, you have to listen, you have to work at it. It don't just happen. And guess what? They've both told you today everything has not gone swimmingly in their 20 years of marriage. It hasn't gone the way they planned it out. Things were not perfect every day. They did not wake up to little birds bringing her a hairdo. <laughs> No. There was birds come and make it. No. So, (laughs) what you have to understand is the reason I wanted these two up here to honor them today is to show you something, too. It's time to take and nurture your relationship with Jesus. Sometimes we take our spouse for granted. That woman right there has been taken advantage of a lot from me. For 33 years, she has been untethered. No home that she could call her own because in the ministry, I felt that God had not placed me where I needed to be and we had to be ready to move at any time when God told me it was ready to go. In our marriage, she has had 22 homes. And after all these years, last week she got her forever home. Amen. (laughs) But through all the dragging around, all the stuff she did to allow her husband to be in the ministry, All of those things she did, did not go unnoticed. They they went unrecognized. I want you to hear me. They didn't go unnoticed. I know what she did for me. I know the congregations knew what she did for them. All these people knew it came unrecognized. So I bless you today for recognizing the sacrifice of my wife by allowing me to do what I do for God but it's time for us all to take a moment in your 20 years have you ever sat back and just looked at your relationship and took an overview of wow look where we have came from to where God has placed me today I think you've made a step up, bud. I'm married up. Me too, way up. Way up. <laughs> I'm talking like new zip code. But here's the thing. <laughs> Do you all understand what I'm saying? Is when you take, I want you to take a moment as Kelly comes up. I want her to, to play some music for a moment, please, darling. Um. Today, I know this is weird, and for those of you that don't know me, don't expect normal church here while I'm here. It don't quite happen that way, all right? (laughs) But I need you to understand something. Today, I'd like for you just to take a moment and remember where you were before you found Jesus. Now you want a shocker, Gary? 20, 27 years ago uh, I had hair down to the middle of my back riding a Harley Davidson in a bike game dealing methamphetamine I was a meth addict an alcoholic I was actually didn't want track marks on my arms because I didn't want uh, to, to have that you know, moniker on me when I got pulled over by police officers because they always check your arms. So I used to shoot up in between my toes. At one point in time, I got arrested in Phoenix, Arizona. I was looking at approximately 15 years. And I went into the jail cell knowing I wasn't coming out for a while. I was going to go eat green bologna sandwiches wearing pink underwear at the Tent City for Joe Arpio. I knew that's where I was going. I knew it. And I went in and I sat down next to that concrete slab they called a bed. And I prayed to God because when things got too heavy for me, when it was too much, raised in church all my life, there only one person that could fix where I was at. There's a scripture that says raise up a child in the way and he won't be apart." I did. I ran. And you know what's funny was I went into the courtroom and the judge looked at me and said son what were you thinking? I said I wasn't. I was deceived. And I thought I was doing something to further myself. And he put his head down like this. It felt like an hour, it was probably three seconds. And he goes, I don't know why I'm gonna do this. i giving you five years, searchable probation. You spit on the sidewalk, you'll do 15 years. You get a speeding ticket. Giving you one chance I walked out of that place I walked down the aisle of my daddy's church and I turned around I said I need Jesus Christ in my heart for the rest of my life two years later I started in the ministry with my love I can look at where God's brought me from to what He's made me today. I'm not taking any credit. I'm just a fat guy trying to make heaven. A hillbilly trying to get somebody else to go with me, you know what I mean? Take a moment and remember where you were before you knew Christ. And look at where God's placed you today. And I can almost guarantee is nobody in this room gonna say I'm worse off. The love of these two, I don't see ending soon. But the work continues. just saying if I had oil I'd spritz you that's all I'm saying (laughs) just saying I love this church I love this body and I want you to have the fullness that God wants you to have but the relationship has to start with you You don't understand something. Jeffrey Lee has not ever saved a person. I have never, ever healed a person. I have never performed a miracle. But I can tell you, I've watched people miraculously saved. I've watched people who were so drunk they couldn't stand up in the instant be sober and saying, I feel Jesus and watch their face change. I've watched marriages where they were on on the out be healed by God. I've seen miracles. I live with multiple miracles. And I'm believing for mine. Because there will be a day. And like I said, it's either going to be here. Or I'm going to strip this chair and go running down the streets of gold so fast. Y'all going to think I'm Usain Bolt. I got a bet with one of my youth. He's completely blind. He told me, Pastor, I'm going to get my eyes. You're going to get your legs. We're going to have a foot raise. And I said, ain't fair. You have you use your legs every day. And he goes, and? You use your eyes. It's how you look at life. I had him put these in this church. And I had the Bibles. The, the that. That blessed my heart today, by the way. That blessed my heart because without the Word of God, y'all, we are just a mess. And I don't want you just to hear something that comes pretty from a little cowboy kid. I want you to hear the Word of God and I want it to speak to your heart. But I want you to have a relationship with God to where, you know what? Anybody in this room text? Everybody, anybody in this room ever received a text? Everybody, anybody in this room ever went, why are you mad? What are you talking about? Why are you mad? You said what? <laughs> in all capitals. What's wrong with you? No, honey, I meant why? Why? See, if we're not communicating, right? And we're just writing things down or we're doing stuff, sometimes the inflection of how you're doing. Do you know what God wants to hear? Sometimes, you know what He wants to hear? Sometimes He wants to hear your heart. Sometimes He wants to hear your brokenness. How can I heal your brokenness if you're walking around with a shield on all the time? I don't know about you. I was raised, men don't cry. You're tough. You hurt yourself. You just suck it up, buttercup. Get on with your day, right? That's the way I was raised. Till I cried. I cried and I couldn't stop. Because everything I'd built the dam up behind me just flooded out. Because I told God, I'm not good on my own. The first time I lost it, I was at an altar and my face was pressed against the, f- the cloth on that, that altar. Because I knew I could not get up there without being changed. Because I was not where I needed to be and God was not going to do what needed to happen in my life unless I stood up different then I went down. Sometimes God wants to hear your heart. He wants to know you're being serious. Ever heard the words I love you? Ever heard it sarcastically? I love you. Hmm. Yeah, that's usually after you say what you said. And I love you. <laughs> Sometimes God wants to hear those words, I love you. And not like, I love you, by the way, I need a new car. I love you, by the way, could you pay my bills this month? I love you, by the way, could you give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. It's not always a give me, give me, give me, is it? Sometimes it's a Let me, let me, let me. You see, in every relationship, even ours, there's somebody who's going to take the sacrifice. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for continuing to sacrifice in order to let me do what God's called me to do. And Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice that gives me a hope that this world will never be able to give. God, thank you for your sacrifice of letting your only son go through the most horrific death for me. I know this morning has been completely whacked to some of you and I'm okay with that because some of you need whack. But I want to give you the opportunity today. You don't have to come to the altar. I, I love the altar. This is where I love to be. I can't even use an altar correctly anymore because if I get on my hands and knees, getting back up takes a forklift and four guys. So that ain't happening for me. But would you just talk, take a minute? If you want to come to the altar, the altars are open. If you want to turn around right there in your chair, that's the opposite. If you just want to duck your head, But just for a moment, would you just talk to God and just let him know you love him and that you appreciate the sacrifices that he's done for you. And then open up a line of communication. Because it's got to be between you and him. Father, I love you, and I thank you for all you've done, God, for me and for all of us. Jesus, the sacrifice that you gave me, you gave for me, God. When you when you died on that cross, when you took those stripes. For the healing. When your blood was shed for my salvation. I don't ever want to take that for granted. God forgive me. For not communicating. And reminding you how much I love you. And expecting you just to remind me how much you love me. thank you for your eternal promise that drives me towards the finish line, God. That gives me a hope that this world is stripping away every day. God, remind me of where you've brought me from and where you've brought me to. To where I can stand and profess that I serve the living God. Help us work on our relationships with you, God, as we work with our relationships with each other. I pray today that you will bless this family. God, you will bless Gary and Vinette. God, continue to do what you've done in 20 and enhance it even more. God, strengthen our family units as we sit here today and give us a relationship with you that will make us What you want us to be, servants of the one true God. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' precious name. And my family says, amen. God bless you all.